Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. I want you to turn in your Bible to Joshua chapter 1. Dads, I have a word of, from the Lord for you today. I'm going to tell you. It's something I can't wait to share. I want to share it with you. Now you say, well, I'm not a father. Uh, you need to hear this message. If you're a male, this is for you. Uh, so ladies, Pastor, what about us? Oh, you're going to be encouraged by this. This is, this is something that's going to speak to every life, every area. But I really want to see our fathers honoring you today. I want to share a message today entitled, Be Strong and Courageous. Be strong and courageous. So I want to salute our godly fathers. We, we salute you one more time. Let's give them a big greeting, a big welcome. We honor you. We honor you today. We honor you today. Not just a cursory honor. From our hearts, we honor you and your role. Uh, I can say today that your role as a father, I want you to hear me today. There's some things I want to say that are very important today. I believe God has a message for fathers today, for families. Fathers, your role as a man of God, your role as a God-given leader of a home and a family has never been more irreplaceable than it is right now. Your role in your marriage and family, your role in this church, your role in this nation has never, ever been more important. I look at where we are today and what's happening in our nation around the world and the ordinances and the statutes and the purposes of God have never been more necessary than they are right now. I'm telling you, we, we are living in a, in a time, in a transition where only the foundation of God and His Word is going to guide us to the next place. Can somebody say amen to that today? So we, we, we are thankful to have God's wisdom, God's purpose, God's insight today. I have some things here today that just want to call your attention to for a moment. In fact, I am dressed today for my father. If you, if, you, if you knew my dad, this is how you go to church. I know we shifted a little bit. You don't have to do that every Sunday. I don't do it every Sunday. But I want to. there's a word that the Holy Spirit has put in my heart this week. I was looking again through scriptures, and in Exodus it tells us to honor your father and mother so that things go well with you in the land that he's promised. How many of you want things to go well in your future? Honor your father and mother, you live a long life. And as I was just meditating and praying on the scriptures, uh, the Holy Spirit began to open some things up to me. And uh, I want to make sure we get this before I go. I'm just introing the message, what we're doing today. Honor, honor. I looked that word honor up. It was given in in Exodus, the, the word honor in the Hebrew. It's quite interesting. There is a good and a bad sense in this word. Very unique. The exact same word is used in two very opposite ways. When you dishonor, or the opposite of honor, is a heavy, weighty burden. When you honor, it is a releasing and an establishing of something good and noble. It's very closely related to the word glory used for God. So as I look at where we are in our families, in our society today, we are looking at a society who does not understand honor. And because of that, we are finding a generation grappling, wrestling with burdens that are heavy and weighty because we haven't had 
been blessed with giving honor to a father. Honor. When you honor, good things begin to happen. So I, I, I want you to look at a couple of things. So, so again, this is uh, everybody at church. If you, you all were here, uh, my father's been in heaven eight years now. So if you were here before that time, everybody, everyone called him Papa. Remember Papa's hat? Always had that hat on. Now, all you Alabama fans think Bear Bryant invented this hat. But my dad was wearing this. This was this. I, I keep this at home in my books. I see it. I look up and I honor my dad. He was an honorable man. He was an architect and a builder. He built the home I live in. He built the first three buildings for this church. He was a builder. He was a designer. He was a visionary. He would start with a blank piece of paper and draw this incredible building, every line, every part. So I inherited some things from him. I'm greatly appreciated. You have to understand that uh, this is something else that's important to me. I also keep it in my office at home. This is the flag that was on his casket. It means a great deal to me. I love, I love what this means to me. Very important to me. It, it's, it's something that I honor. I honor it. And so I look at these things that are honorable to me. Uh, so, so uh, Dad, this one's for you. And, and uh, I, I want you to see the honor that comes for these things. So when you begin to understand honor, it, it guides you. It, I, I, see, I see the good things of my father that he taught me. I see, I, I honor that. Every day I honor him more. I, I see the things that he's done. Now, now guys, maybe you're not an architect and a builder, and, and, and maybe you can't build a house, but you can build a home. See, maybe you don't have that, but you have other things you do. So I want us to get our hearts and heads around this honor situation. Honor is such a great thing. I, I, I want you to realize that maybe today you, you didn't have a father like I had. And I'm going to speak to that in your life today. I want to speak healing into your life today. I want you to understand that, that even if your earthly father missed it, your heavenly father hasn't missed it. That even if you weren't fathered as you should have, you can be fathered as you need as you begin to walk this journey out. I would say to uh, the single moms, I would say to young men and women growing up without a godly father, I want to tell you that honor is so incredibly important. You need to find someone you can honor. You need to find something, and let me put it this way, find something honorable to recognize. Find something honorable because it will lift a heaviness off your life. It will begin to bring a covering to your life. Find some spiritual fathers. Find some things that, that encourage you and cover you. It, it's critically important. I, I want to say this. We, we are in a place right now where we cannot replace the godly order that he's given us in his word. If you look at culture today, it is doing everything it can all day long. It comes from hell itself to rip away the patterns that God has established in his word. Why? Because if we rip away the godly patterns, if we rip away the, the order of family, home, and, and leadership that's in the word, then, then we struggle and suffer from that. And I'm, I'm I am uh, committed, I'm devoted, I, I am passionate about a term <clears throat> I heard this week uh, that someone used, and it's here we are, fathers. I am passionate about reintroducing God to a new generation. 
I am passionate about reintroducing a God that may have been forgotten or misrepresented. And you must have a personal knowledge and encounter with God. He wants to reintroduce himself to a generation. Anybody think that's an important thing to happen right now? So God has something to say to us today. I, I, I know this. I know this. That Christianity can survive without America. But America cannot survive without Christianity. I will tell you, this nation will not survive if we leave the Word of God. This nation will not survive if we dishonor God and His Word and, 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 and our faith in Jesus Christ. Church family, godly fathers, I want to tell you something. Every godly father, you are an irreplaceable gift that God has not only given to your family but to this world. We, we the church, is the last line of defense against the other, utter chaos that, that, would, that Satan would throw on this world today. So I salute you and honor you for who you are and what you do. Let me move to something. I'll try to go quickly through this. There, there are uh, this statement given over and again. If you, if you connect with us on Tuesday and Thursday with our Facebook Live at 6.30 to encourage you, uh, Dwayne Swilly and I talked about this phrase, but I want to open this up to us today. There is something, a threefold declaration that God speaks to Joshua three times in Joshua 1. As Joshua is ready to take a mantle, and lead an entire generation into their season. God makes a statement three times to him. He said, Joshua, if you're going to do this, if you're going to lead, sir, if you're going to be a father, if you're going to fulfill your place as a mother or a father or a believer in this generation, three times he said, you must be strong and courageous. You must be strong and courageous. We're going to see exactly what that means, but let's begin with verse 1 in Joshua 1. And, 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 and let's, let's understand what's happening here. You know if you've read your Bible, if you've been a believer for a while, that Moses was the deliverer that led the people of Israel out of Egypt. And because of their murmuring and doubting, they wandered in a desert pattern, a rut, for 40 years. And that generation never entered the promised land. Moses was great. I'll read something about him in a moment. But his young aide, his spiritual son is now about to step into a new season. Why? We read in Joshua 1.1, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, then you and all these people get ready. The King James says, Arise to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Now, if you wonder, and, and, and I don't want to get into politics. Politics get worse every day. <laughs> I want to seal on that. Politics get worse every day. I'm burning preaching time now. You know it's important for me to be quiet. You think politics is going to save this nation. May God have mercy. If you think that arguing over politics is worth time, you could have been on your knees praying, you're missing the mark right now. I'm concerned we're arguing, complaining, fussing, and cussing when we should be praying and interceding and crying out, calling on the name of the Lord. 
I'm tired of hearing people say, oh, we don't have time for prayer. We need to do something. My God, you don't even know what you're talking about. I don't, don't let me get started. Don't want to pray. You need to do something. Evidently, you don't know God. Evidently, you've never seen him move a mountain. Evidently, you've never seen him turn seas into highways and graves into gardens and bones into armies. That's not my message today. He says, look at this. The whole thing got me into this, sorry, was people say Israel doesn't have a right to the land they're in. Well, let's see what God said about it. So he says, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon. And from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite Hittite country to the great sea on the west. Well, that's a pretty good description. Pretty good title deed. Belongs to them, always has. Okay, let's go on. I can tell that blessed a lot of people. Verse 5. No one will be able to stand up against you. Come on, somebody ought to say amen to that. All the days of your life. Look at this. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you, fathers. The very term father means that you are bringing, authorizing, you, you, you are releasing another generation. You are a beginning point of a generation. The, the whole entity, the entire concept of fathering is that you are taking something God is giving you and reintroducing it to another generation. That you carry a mantle on you that's bigger than yourself. That you carry an awareness that lives longer than you live. That you understand that Moses, the Bible says, maybe one of the greatest men that ever lived, God called him a servant in the eyes of God. That's who we are, fathers. We're servant leaders. I salute you, men of God. You, 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 you are the answer. You're helping. So there are threefold declaration he makes. But I want you to remember Joshua was the man, fathers, who said, as for me and my house... We're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, fathers, have be strong and courageous. Make the declaration. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Now, let's, let's look at this intro very quick to these three things. I, I, I don't have a lot of time. So he says, he says this, look in Scripture. He says, Moses, my servant, is dead. That's no disrespect to Moses. That's not dishonoring Moses. But he's looking at Joshua. Are you with me, church family? He's looking at us right now. He, he says, what, what God did a generation ago has been completed. I'm talking about today. He said, Joshua, my servant, is dead now. Joshua, he says, Moses, my servant, is dead now. So not a lack of respect. What he's saying, Joshua, the season has shifted. He's saying, it's your turn, Joshua. Are you with me? And and, and so he says, everything before now is not as important as now. Everything before now has been terminated. The season has fulfilled itself. And he says, it's your turn. So men, women, boys, girls, young adults, can I tell you something? Everything that's held you down throughout your life, a good father or a bad father or a no father, the good news is God says there are seasons and moments and opportunities when everything that limited you is over. God announces it dead and you are free to walk into a new time in your life. Now we have to embrace that. 
We have to stop raising a, a, a generation of people and telling them there is an excuse for every failure in your life and begin to tell them there is a reason for every success in your life. It's over with, he said. I'm canceling by my power. I'm canceling the thing that held you back. I'm going to release you. Come on, I'm going to release you from your own failures and mistakes. Anybody here resonate with that? Your own failures, your own mistakes. Why, why your own line? It's, come on, your own failures, your own mistakes. Somebody wants to pray for you. You can chat with us online. Come on right now. But Moses was a great leader. So, so Moses wasn't a bad leader. He was not having, uh, Joshua wasn't having to come out from under negativity or no Moses, no father, bad father. He was under a great leader. But you know what? Sometimes, listen to me, men. Sometimes your dad was so good, you're intimidated to try to fill his shoes. Sometimes you came after a man that, that, that you look at him and say, I'll never measure up. But can I give you some good news today? God's not asking you to wear your dad's shoes. He's asking you to put your shoes on today. See, don't let the greatness what went before you stop you from trying to be everything you can today. Sometimes good things intimidate us, and we try to compare ourselves and, and look at someone else. You know what God wants you to do, sir? God wants you to be you. Come on, somebody say amen. See, Moses led them to the promised land, but Joshua's going to lead them in the promised land. Your father got you here, but you've got to get somebody else there. Anybody listening to me right now? We, we, you can do this. He said, come on, let's get up. Let, let's, let's arise. Let's go. And I love this. Look at verse 5. I, I love it. Come on, you need to underline this or highlight this. He says in verse 5, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you. You know what you need to say today? Come on. I, you need to start with Moses. I, I want you to say this. You don't have to shout it, but everybody in the room needs to say it. Come on. Say, as he was with Moses, so is he with me. As, in the same way. Did you get that? In the same way he was with Moses, he's with you today. Moses led the people out. Come on. See, so you can start filling in the name. Who's your favorite Bible character? Who's the one that's inspired you the most? As you were with Joshua, so you're going to be with me. Ladies, as you were with Esther, so you're going to be with me. Come on, make it more current. As you were with, see all my heroes are preachers, sorry. Uh, as you were with Billy Graham, so will you be with me. Come on, are you with me right now? As you were with Leonard Raven. So will you be with me as you were with Peter and Paul and James and John. So you will be with me. Come on, anybody in the room want to say that? Anybody got a so as you were, as you were. You need to name it. If your father was great, say it. As you were with my father, so shall you be with me. As you were with my mother, so shall you be with me. See, the price of possessing the promises of God in your life, listen to me, is letting go of some things and taking hold of some other things in your life. Let's look at verses 6 through 9. The first time he says, here they are, I want to step you through them. He says, verse 6, be strong and courageous. Now every time he made this declaration, there's a new aspect. He was emphasizing something that you can't let go of, men, ladies, if you're going to move on in your life. So he says, be strong and courageous, 
because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. So it takes strength and courage to do this. These two words are interesting. you got to get this, just a short version. Strong here, be strong and courageous. We have a lot of definitions of strong. Does that mean muscles, how much weight I can lift, the force I can exert? Listen, this has a unique meaning. It's very interesting. Strong here means to lay hold of. It means to seize. It means to get a grip on something, all right? So he says, I'm going to give you three things that are going to get you there. And he said, but, he, but if you're going to do this, come on, look at me. He said, you've got to grip something. You've got to take hold of something, strength. That's what the word strong means here. And then the word courageous, fascinating. You know what that word means here? So strong means get a grip on it. Courageous means keep your grip on it. Be strong and courageous. Come on. You know what I found out in life? If I don't take hold of some things, some things are going to take hold of me. I'm going to say that on this side. I don't think it works out. If you don't take hold of your future and the promises of God, if I don't take hold of some things, some things are going to take hold of me. So he says, take hold and keep holding on. That's how you get there. You're going to have to take hold and keep holding on. I, I, I love this. Listen, this is what it means. Man, it, 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 it means I, it's got new meaning to me at this season in my life. As a male, it means that, that take hold of it, that's strong, keep your grip, don't go, don't go flabby or weak. Ooh, I hate that. Don't go flabby or weak. Do you know what, what I'm fighting in my health right now? The fact that huh, every year over 40, I lose 1% of my muscle mass. Gee, ain't not a thing in the world I can do about it. Every year over 40, my metabolism slows down. Not a thing I can do about it. So this week, Phyllis and I, we walked five and a half miles this week. Because I said, if you're going to catch me, you're going to catch me moving. If you're going to make me old, I'm not going to go down without a fight. If I'm going to lose my muscle mass, you're going to have to take it while I'm pushing something. Come on, anybody with me? See, you got to make up your mind, make up your mind, make up your mind. This thing's after me, but I'm after it. (laughs) See, see, old age isn't after me. I'm after old age. I'm going to show you. I'm going to prove you. I'm going to make you get out of my way. Anybody? Okay. Okay. See, see, see. So so he says, you're going to have to grip something. Men, what are you holding right now? What's in your grip? And he says, then you're going to have to persevere. You can't get flabby and weak. You can't let life pull away, listen to me, the dreams you had as a young man. You can't get flabby and weak in your faith. You can't get indifferent to life. You can't turn into a spiritual couch potato. And the last time you encouraged your children was 30 years ago. Anybody listening to me today, when's the last time they saw you raise your hand, pray to God, read the word, speak his name? Am I preaching to the wall in here today? When's the last time they saw you don't get flabby don't get weak grab hold of the things of God and don't let them go you hold them till hell freezes over you understand what I'm saying you're a man of God you know why he said grip it and don't let go because your whole family's holding on to you because you're holding a rope that's going to bring your family into a dock that you want them to find man of God grab the things of God and don't let go no matter what comes in your life strong and courageous 
Moses' season is over, but your season is strong. There's a promise. There's a promise. Lay hold of the promise. Men, women, what's the promise in your life? What's the promise? Do you still have a promise? What, what did God put in you? What fired you? What set you on fire? What caused you to say, this is the man I want to be. This is the home I want to have. This, this, this is what I want God to do with my life. Where in the world did the church so misguide us that we thought the only men that are surrendered to God are up on a platform preaching? Whatever happened to the insanity of the church that made men feel inferior if there wasn't a title in front of their name. I'm here to tell you, you're the salt and the light of this earth. In that marketplace, in that neighborhood, in the gym, on the golf course, in the fishing boat, walking through your neighborhood, leading your children, coaching a ball team. The ministry, the gospel, the goodness of God is not a Sunday thing. We're not weekend warriors. We're not the heavenly national guard we're full time in this thing we're men of God your importance your anointing your ministry not limited to a day of the week a building or a title in front of your name what's your promise what's your promise God's made a promise got to take hold of it maybe you've got to go revisit with God spend some time till that promise comes alive look look, look at these verses I, I, I need to Move on, but I want you to see this. I love this one. God makes a promise. I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17 and 18. Hebrews 6. Look, look at this. Watch this. Watch this. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. That's us. Say, that's me. Come on, raise your hand. That's me. He confirmed it. Look. He wanted to, the very purpose clear of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. So God confirmed his promise with an oath. Look at verse 18. God did this so that by two unchangeable things, his promise and his oath, in which it is impossible for God to lie. Come on. Why do I hold on to this promise? Because it's impossible for God to lie. And the day I let go of the promise is the day I missed something. See, uh, we who have fled, take hold. Did you get that? Take hold of the hope set before us. It's, it's kind of like God said, hey, what do you mean he made a promise and an oath? It's like God said, I promise, and I promise to keep my promise. Come on. <laughs> I promise, and I promise to keep my promise. Take hope. Let's go to verse 7. Let, let, let's look at this. The next time he says, be strong and very, very courageous. Wow. Now, what's strong is the grip. Courage is holding on. So he says, look, I want you to be strong. And, and on, on this one, you, 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 you just can't let go of this. You've got to be very courageous. Watch. What is he telling him here? What is he saying taking hold of? Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart out of your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. You know what the second thing he told them to take hold of? Take hold of the word of God. Not only the promises in your life, that's personal. He said, take hold of the word of God. huh? Be careful to obey the law. Don't turn from the right or the left. Let it come out of your mouth. Meditate on it. Let it be the direction for your life. Men, ladies, we all want to be prosperous and successful. It is a result of taking hold of the word of God and not letting go of it no matter what situation comes your way. Men of God, women of God. 
Take hold of the word and don't let go. Take, it, this, this, this is God's ways. Ways. It's how God does what he does. It's who God is. In other words, no matter what happens to me, I'm not going to let go of the ways of God. I'm going to follow his ways. Anybody with me right now? I'm going to do it his way. I'm going to raise my family his way. I'm going to have my marriage his way. I'm going to serve God his way. I'm going to go to my job his way. I'm going to live his way. I'm going to take hold of the word of God, and I refuse to let go of it. It's going to be my pattern. That's going to be my wisdom. This word prosperous here means knowing how to do the right thing. Anybody with me right now? You know what prosperity is? Not just money in the mailbox. Prosperity is knowing how to make the money. Prosperity is knowing how to do it God's way. Prosperity is knowing the wisdom of God. It's knowing how to do what God wants you to do. Be strong and very courageous. Let's look at this third thing here. He says in verse 9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You know what he said here in this third thing? You better take hold of the presence of God. And you better grip it tight. What happens if we're not living in the presence of God? What happens if we're not dwelling in the shelter of the Most High? What happens if we're not resting in the shadow of the Almighty? You know what begins to happen? You're going to be what? You're going to be terrified and discouraged. Terrified and discouraged. You know what the presence of God alleviates in your life? terror and discouragement you know what the lack of God's presence allows in my life to be afraid and to be discouraged has there ever been a time has there ever been a time with COVID-19 and all the side effects of that that we need to fight fear come on that we need to fight discouragement that we need to rise up do we need to stand strong as men of God? Come on, men of God. I believe in you. I believe in you, men of God. I believe you're God's agents He put on this earth. I believe you're there. You're taking hold. Your family's hearing all this, but you walk in the house, and you have taken hold, and you're keeping hold of the presence of God. You're a man of God. You're strong and courageous. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you something today. God is bringing you into his blessing. God wants you to have something to honor. I, I, I look at the things of my dad and, and, and who he was and what he did. And I think about how he served this country. I think about how he protected us and what he did there in World War II. And I, I look at those things. And I'm going to tell you. And, and, and when I got up today, I said, I want to put, put a suit and tie on because I want to honor my dad. You know why? Because I watched my father be strong and courageous. I watched him hold the word and not let go of the word. I watched him walk through seasons of lack and seasons of plenty. I walked with my father as a builder when the building industry fell out and the bottom collapsed and we had to move out of the beautiful home he built my mother and move in a one-bedroom apartment. I graduated from high school sleeping on a fold-out couch with my brother in a one-bedroom apartment and my mom and dad would apologize to me every day and I would say to them every day, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm good, you love me me I'm good I felt it wasn't the home it was the it was the family it was my parents it was the God and I watched my dad in plenty or lack 
take hold and have courage. Be strong and have courage. Why did I not fear when we walked through the downtime? Because my dad was strong and courageous. He didn't waver. He held his promise. He held the word of God. He held the presence of God. We worship God in the good days and the bad days. We honored the Lord when we had a lot and we had a little. We served him when it was easy and not easy. We went to church on Sunday whether he had a good week or a bad week at work. He would work all day on the job and draw blueprints at night and do what he had to do. I thought everybody worked 80 hours a week till I left the house. But this is what I discovered. I had a man who was rock solid. My circumstances changed, but my dad never changed. He walked it through. I want you to stand with me today. Let's stand together. And I want to say this. Worship team, come. You guys get ready what I ask you. It's interesting to me. Three times God said to Joshua. Stay with me, guys. Listen to this. Three times. What did God say? Be strong and courageous. Hold on to something and don't let go. That's what God said. Listen to me here. Everybody listen. Watch me. Don't let me lose you right now. Listen. This is important. Verse 18 is very interesting to me. God told Joshua three times, be strong and courageous. But then, after God presented him to the people, listen to verse 18. This is what they said to him. Everything they said. Joshua, we ask you one thing. Are you with me? Are you listening? The people said, only be strong and courageous. Dad, are you listening to me today? Fathers, here, there, are you listening to me? You know what your family's asking you today? It's not things. It's not all these other things. You know what they want from you, sir? Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. There's, you may, you know, I've read, you've read the book maybe, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You read the different things, different scenarios in life, different seasons in life. I've had different seasons. Do you, Dad, have different seasons? Sometimes my two daughters have looked at what I give my grandchildren and said, you didn't do that for us. I said, I didn't have any money when you were little. Anybody understand that? It's just the truth. I was planting a church. (laughs) I had sheets over the windows because I couldn't buy curtains. And I was blessed to start this church. Happy every day. See, my girls never knew we didn't have stuff until they saw me give my grandkids stuff. (laughs) Every grandparent will get that. Or they've seen the grandkids do something that deserves a spanking and I don't give it. And they said, why didn't you do that? I said, that's your job. I I showed you how to get a spanking. You spanked them. Different seasons. Different seasons. But here's the thing that's consistent. Dad, your family says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. I have this picture here of a grip. See that grip? Strong and courageous. Well, look, what, what, what's Dad holding? The person. The strongest thing you need to be courageous and strong about it, hold that family. Believe God. Believe God. Sir, you may have blown it 13 ways in your life, but today we can say, is a new day for me. I'm turning the corner. I'm going to hold on 
to this family and bless them with strength and courage. It's not too late. Do you hear me? It's not too late. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.